Last Call at the Tiger Bar A story by Francis Hammett Narrated by Anthony Francis God, what a country, Pierce sighed. Even the rain stinks. Outside the rain had thundered down all day, but it didn't cool the room, which was as warm and damp as any of the steam baths in the back of the building. I'd go for another steam, said Pierce. But why bother? He signaled for another beer and swiped his sleeve slowly across his forehead. American, he called. And the boy ran over with a Budweiser and a glass of ice. Pierce dug out a few dong and gave him a tip, and the kid backed away all smiles. Pierce dumped the ice out of the glass into the flower vase on the table in front of him, examined it critically, set it aside, and wiped off the mouth of the bottle. The floor of the room was some old French tile, reddish-brown, which strangely matched his perpetual sunburn. He looked out through the French windows at the rain. This had been a rich French family summer home once. They'd abandoned it in the 1950s. Now it was called the Tiger Bar, the best-known whorehouse in the Mekong Delta. He looked at my bottle critically. How can you drink that crap? That 33 beer? It's not so bad. You just have to remember to pour off the top inch and get rid of the formaldehyde. He winced. Is that true? They ferment it with that stuff? Yep. The quicker they make it, the quicker they sell it. It was terrible beer. I drank it so I wouldn't drink too much. I felt sweat roll down my chest and neck. I thought about taking off my undershirt, but knew it wouldn't help. Across the room, Tommy banged on one of the two window air conditioners until Tiger snapped a quick insult in Vietnamese at him. He was Tiger's half-brother and an Arvin deserter and wore eyeliner and lipstick. He was as slender as a girl, but his good looks didn't conceal the wiry toughness underneath. He'd studied martial arts, and was also the bar's bouncer and enforcer. Call him a cocksucker, and he would smile sweetly and quote you a price. Call him a faggot, and he would beat your ass. Like Tiger, it was all about the business with him. The business was sex, and they aimed to please. Tiger was the dragon lady of the Mekong with this famous French house, among others, and a mind that could have run General Motors. She had all sorts of action going. Gambling, whores, drugs, PX goods, MPCs, black market, and she owned at least two of the hotels the army used for officers' quarters. The war had been good to her, and she had millions of dollars stashed in banks in Hong Kong, Sydney, and San Francisco, against the day when it all went away. She was a very old 28. This was her flagship establishment, where officers and men of all the armies came to get laid. She had friends everywhere, especially with the notoriously corrupt white mice, the Vietnamese civil police in their quaint French uniforms, and the Quan Khan, the Arvin military police, who were doppelgangers in dress of the American force imposed on them. The fix was in. With the joint MPQC police station half a block up the street, it had to be. Unlike most of the steam bath bars which ran on the girlfriend plan, where young ladies sat around modestly dressed in native AO dyes and sipped very expensive fifty paysters, or so they thought, glasses of tea before they got down to business, her girls worked naked, 
with the goods all on display. And she set the example. Her raw sexuality always on parade. It was terrifying in a way to look at her classically beautiful young face, very intelligent eyes, and huge pendulous breasts, so at odds with her very slender form and long legs. They were like tether balls from all the plastic she'd had injected, and just then hanging on narrow cords of tissue an inch or so above her knees. Someone had told her about the American fetish for big boobs, and Tiger was always ready to please customers. People made cruel jokes about her super boobs because she looked so grotesque, but she smiled through it all, with her lips, not her eyes. Now she coolly surveyed the room, sipping hot jasmine tea from an English china cup, her little finger extended as she had learned in finishing school.